Welcome to Joyful Projects. This is where we're going to explore the secret to real excellence in transforming our ideas into a reality. Hi, I'm Paul Armstrong. You know what? You've you got the responsibility to accomplish a project. What's a project? Hey, it's when we transform what's just an idea now into a reality in the future, right? And if you happen to have a leadership role in that, might find some neat stuff for you in this podcast, you know, because I'm sharing what I've had the blessing to learn over a lot of years from being on a lot of teams. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot that echoes what you find in most books on project management. But the real reason I like sharing what I've learned is that I found that to really understand and apply what truly accomplishes what I call ideal projects, you know, it's founded in what I believe is the truth, namely God's Word. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message, apply it to Monday's mission, and, and you know what? I think it's going to be a refreshing, helpful way for you. Yeah, of course, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe. That would be awesome. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, you might want to go back and, and listen to the first episodes. This is a series. And you can learn more about me, if you want, at enablingjoy.com. So let's get moving. We're on episode number 13, Discover. Opening the door to joy and real learning. Okay, you know where we've been, right? You know where we've been. Hey, we we figured out how to enable joy. We have about three elements to that, right? And then we've got engaging excellence. We've got three elements to that, right? And then we tie them together with communication. Now we're on this journey. Journey is is the way we're tracking it. It's with the word ideal, I-D-E-A-L. Each step along the way would be a letter at a time. So we had our, our I letters, which was, you know, invite, initiate, indoctrinate. And then in the last podcast, we talked about the first of the D letters, which was dialogue. Okay, so dialogue. A little refresher here. So what was dialogue? Dialogue, the purpose is learning. It's to share logic, okay? And it's where, here's what I think. What do you think? How do we expand and change and morph our assumptions around the facts so that we can see the, the way ahead a little better, a little clearer? Maybe a little, in a way that we haven't been able to see it before, okay? Because if we already know the answer, we don't need the dialogue, right? And if the answer works, hallelujah, let's go with it. But we're talking about those situations where we were like, gee whiz, how are we going to change this schedule? Or, or golly, we didn't expect this new requirement. Or, oh man, I thought I could do this and I can't. And so yesterday's answers don't work. So the dialogue is is looking for new ways to get ahead. We're also going to have dialogue on just like how we can better enable joy, how we can better help people be connected to what we're doing, to the purpose, the passion, and, and to each other, how we can help folks create value, okay, to apply those strengths, build those strengths, and then how we can contribute that value, okay? It's not just about delivering the project on time, on budget, right? It's about contributing value. And so we have these dialogues. Now, what's the fruit of dialogue? My guess is you're thinking, well, the decision. Okay, yeah, decision is is what comes out. And, and we walk away, I think, the important thing is to come to a decision. Okay, I'm not going to say it's not important. That That's sort of the urgent and the pressing objective of the dialogue. We want to set the path ahead. Where we're going to go today is with a different D word. It's a discover, discover. And, and then... Our next D word is going to be defined. So notice of those three Ds, none of them is decide. Okay, so discover. If the purpose of dialogue is learning, that means we're seeing the world in a slightly different way, in a completely different way, in a better way, in a more expansive way, whatever. In the process of saying, okay, this is the way, in the process of that deciding, we do not want to rush past the real fruit of dialogue, the learning. 
So we step back. And, and this is where we do something that Senge calls team learning. Where it's, okay, what do we now as a team think differently about that we didn't prior to this dialogue? Okay? What have we changed in our assumptions around these facts that we have that now allow us to see a different path ahead, more capability on the team, an avenue that we didn't think existed? That's the fruit, is this team learning. So we, we, we are doing this to discover something that we are blind to before. That's the fruit of the dialogue. And we as team leaders, we have to be pretty doggone intentional about harvesting that fruit. We don't want to leave it on the tree in our rush, say, okay, here's what we're going to do. And we sort of don't go around and harvest the fruit and really collect it for its really, its value. And so we need to stop and ask ourselves, you know, what do we know now that we didn't when this conversation or meeting or dialogue started? And then how will this new learning, this difference in assumption, this better understanding, how is it going to help us better achieve enabling joy or engaging excellence? How's it going to do that? How's it going to do that? And so, you know... It's probably worthwhile to take a couple minutes, even if it's on our way, you know, to our next meeting to just sort of at least mentally, if not physically, jot down to ourselves two questions. Let's let's think about the enabling joy question. What did the dialogue reveal about our team? You know, do we better understand how our team absorbs and, and understands data, how they decide to put that data into context and to make decisions? You know, because if we're not stopping there, we, we might be part of the fruit of that dialogue is it's helping us see how folks are thinking. And we as a leader, we now, wow, you think that way. You think this way. This, that's where we're talking about strengths coaching, okay? We also see how we frame our, I'll say, our arguments, okay? And so when we see that, well, then we might be able to use that to help influence others to see clearly that same path. Stakeholders, it might be holding out. And how did we build relationships in that conversation, that dialogue? How do we do that? Wow. And, and here's another question. What did this dialogue, what did we learn or discover about ways that we can delight our customer? Say, you know, we could do this when we thought we couldn't. We could do that when we think it would be too expensive. Two cool things. So you can see one is about enabling joy. The other, delighting the customer, that's about engaging excellence. So dialogue, discover, you would think they come hand in hand. But you know what? A lot of times I've seen a lot of dialogue, and doing it myself a lot, think that the only reason we had it was to get to the decision. We don't stop and say, wow, wow. There was a lot of fruit in that meeting. I left most of it on the tree in my rush to just take that decision and run out the door with it. There's a cool passage, a cool passage in in Genesis. And it's a great conversation. It's a great conversation. So it's it's back in Abraham and, and it's the story with, you know, you've got Sodom and God's pretty upset with Sodom. He's like, man, that's a bad place. I think I'm just going to kind of wipe it off the planet. So I'm in, I'm in Genesis, I'm in chapter 18, verse 16. It says, The men set out from there and looked down toward Sodom. Abraham was 
walking with them to see them on their way, the Lord reflected, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Now that he is to become a great and populous nation, and all the nations of the earth are to find blessing in him, indeed, I have singled him out, that he may direct his sons and his posterity to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right, and just so that the Lord may carry into effect for Abraham the promises he made about him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin is so grave, that I must go down and see whether or not their actions fully correspond to the cry against them that comes to me. I mean to find out. While the two men walked on further towards Sodom, the Lord remained standing before Abraham. Then Abraham drew near to him and said, Will you sweep away the innocent with the guilty? Suppose there were 50 innocent people in the city. Would you wipe out the place rather than spare for the sake of the 50 innocent people within it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to make the innocent die with the guilty, so that the innocent and the guilty would be treated alike. Should not the judge of all the world act with justice? The Lord replied, If I find 50 innocent people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Now, any of you are familiar with this account in Genesis, you know it's Abraham's going to go through all the numbers, okay? He's, he's going to go from 50 down to, you know, hey, how about if there were five less than 50? And so he works his way down to just, a, you know, a couple people. And all the way down to 10, he says, for the sake of the 10, this is the Lord speaking, for the sake of the 10, I will not destroy it. The Lord departed as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned home. So, you know, you notice what's kind of missing there? The Lord really never says what his final decision is. But did that mean there was no fruit to that dialogue? It's huge fruit to that dialogue. Because what do we learn? It's not about the decision of God. We learn about God. We learn about his mercy. We learn about his justice. Wow. That's fruit. That is, you know, wow, we take that away. We take that away and, and we're filled with this powerful, powerful understanding that, that builds our relationship. So when we have that dialogue, we as leaders need to remember that we need to discover and, and harvest the fruit of that dialogue. And it is not just the decision. What do we know more about the team? Its strengths, its capabilities, the way we think as a team, the way we craft our, our positions, our arguments, and our perspectives. What did we see where we could further delight the customer? Like, wow, we can do this now. Wow, we can do that now. That's pretty cool. So kind of a short one here this week. Uh, looking forward to our next time together. We're going to have another D word left, another D word that'll be define. <laughs> We're going to have fun with that one. So we'll get some cool tools in that one. Meanwhile, it's been great being here with you. You take care. Looking forward to maybe hearing from you on, on how well you're able to apply these thoughts to lead your own joyful project. Um, so please uh, feel free to leave some comments with us. Check in. Always happy to have you subscribe. And again, you know, if you want to follow it along, I'm kind of following along my book, Lead the Ideal Project. It does not have the scriptural references, so we are adding to it. If you have the book, <laughs> lots of room to take notes here. All righty, you take care. It's been great being here. Bye-bye.